0: what's up you lovely lurkers
1: welcome to the front podcast of the internet i'm your host scott and i'm your other host willie we're a show all about reddit covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes or it's free if you like the show you can find more of us on tiktok instagram and sometimes twitter or in front of a real microphone slava Ukraini, willie Slob on my what? Sorry, that's probably the wrong time to make a joke. But I don't know what you just said to me. I believe I said glory to Ukraine according
0: to Wikipedia.
1: Yes, that's way better than what I just did. Hey, I think it's safe to say at the top of this episode that this is gonna be a tougher tougher one for us. It's gonna be a tougher one for you, the listener.
0: It's gonna be real tough for us because we are not educated. And we were off for a whole week and this war starts and on one hand it was like oh great we don't have to you know join in the fracas and just be another voice uh mimicking another and...
1: instrument making noise in the background yeah
0: just parroting what everybody else is saying but here we are week two and it's still going on sadly it's it's still all over reddit and we've said it once we've said it before we'll say it again we're talking about what reddit talks about that's the whole point of this show and uh, to, to say the least, it's been very Ukraine heavy and focused. And so we're, we're just going to follow that.
1: We also want to interject some lighter stories throughout the week as well. I know that it might feel like an odd time to disassociate with something so terrible or so tragic, something that nobody should have to go through. But there's this really interesting and Scott, I say this to you first. It's unfortunate that life has to both proceed forward and also just pause. So many things just have to take a backseat and be like, I can't find joy when these atrocities are happening. Mm-hmm. But also yeah. I still have to go to the dentist. I still have to wake up and not still, but I have the privilege to wake up and watch a YouTube video, read the news, read a book, listen to it, listen to an audiobook of some kind. So... We're kind of stuck in between, and we want to be able to provide a bit of a balance on this episode. Yes, I mean,
0: not every single story was about Ukraine. There was plenty of other memes and whatnot scattered throughout, and I've got a couple things. Willie's got a couple things that are not Ukraine-related, but let's get into it, because it's here right now, and uh,
1: our hearts are out to the people who are
0: suffering, and What's your, what's your first
1: story, really? Scott, there's more people than Putin out there that are pieces of shit. So I'm going to start with a big story. This week in the subreddit Nice Guys, there is a post from the subreddit Confessions. Now buckle up, Scott, because this is going to take hmm. me a little bit to get through. I literally had to open this in a keynote to be able to put all of the text on screen. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this guy really thinks that he's the victim here. And just gather around children let me tell you a tale this kid we're gonna call him cleopatra that's his username says i threw my best friend's gucci shoes in the fire and he cried this confession might sound childish but it pales in comparison to some of the stuff i've read here lately so here it goes back in 2008 in college there was this girl who i really liked she was absolutely amazing We took a couple of classes together and got to talking. It turns out we shared some of the same interests, and it seemed to make her smile. She was also very forgiving. One time I farted really loud when I sat down, and she just giggled and told me, eh, that's okay. I was always too nervous to ask her out, until one day I got the courage to, after slipping some shots of Smirnoff lemon vodka in a Coke bottle, she... I know, right? She told me that she would meet up with me, but I had to bring a friend so she felt more secure. I said it wouldn't be a problem and I asked my best friend to come with us. I went to the mall and bought a new outfit from American Eagle before I grabbed my best friend to meet her at the movies. We went to go see Saw 5 because I thought that she would get scared and grab me throughout the movie and I could get some arm action or maybe feel her boobs. (laughs) Classic. None of that happened. We went to Chipotle beforehand, and maybe it was because I didn't pay, and he did, but her and my best friend talked for the entire time. They were giggling at each other and flirting. Throughout the movie, she barely paid attention to me and seemed to be focused all of her attention on him. I even bought her popcorn, which she had the nerve to share with him. The date went terrible. Well, no sooner Hmm. than that week, my friend calls me to tell me, that him and her are now going out. My heart sank at first, but then I was overcome by blind rage. He had the audacity to steal her from me? To top things off, both of them invited me along as their third wheel for their stupid dates. She would invite me along and tell me stupid stuff like how she wouldn't go unless I came with them because I was her, quote, close friend. Just seeing them act all cute together and kiss each other made me want to knock a change cup out of the hand of some homeless person. Oh my god. The final straw came when they took me along with them to build a bear and they made some stupid him and hers bear for each other. I knew I had to act out. So one cold day, we were all at his house watching a movie. I was sitting on the couch and they were cuddling on the floor together. I felt like vomiting. I got up to excuse myself to use the bathroom when I saw his brand new $750 Gucci loafers on the floor, which she happened to help him pick out. I saw that there was a fire in the fireplace and no sooner picked up the shoes and threw them in the fire. I watched as the flames melted the soles and the metal Gucci emblems turned to amber red. Then I went to his room and grabbed the stupid Build-A-Bears and threw them in the fire too. Naturally, all this crap in the fire emitted a smell which both of them noticed. He asked me, it's it's called smoke, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He instantly freaked out and started crying. He told me how he worked really hard to buy those shoes. And then he saw that I threw the bears in there and he cried even more. I thought that he was acting childish. She looked at me the entire time and just whispered your best friend while shaking her head. I walked out of his house and felt a sense of satisfaction. He calls me later to tell me that there was no longer best friends and his girlfriend, the one he stole from me, never wanted to see me again. This is like 14 years ago and I haven't talked to him since. I tried reaching out to him, but he still doesn't respond to any of my messages. I think he's still upset. I think they were both together. I am still a little pissed though, because am I the reason they are together since he stole a piece of my property?
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, okay. Did you pinpoint, boys and girls, the the point of the story where it went from kind of like, ah, to what? What the fuck? (laughs) Fuck? (laughs) The the villain origin story just starts like right there. You can tell this dude's kind of a psychopath. So I want to ask
1: you this question. Have you been in a situation? Ever
0: burned somebody's Gucci's loafers?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I only light up those coochies. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I never said that. Cut it. You... Cut it, future <laughs> Willie. Cut it. <laughs> but <laughs> Have you been in a situation where you were madly in love with this girl or you were just like, this is it. This is the one. And then a friend or somebody close to you just swoops right in there and takes her. I... Yeah, I
0: I totally remember being Takes your a, a younger dude <laughs> and feeling just kind of like blind, jealous rage anytime you were crushing on somebody and somebody else who, I don't know, maybe had more in common with them or actually said something to them instead of just thinking it all in your head and just staring <laughs> blankly while drooling out of the side of your mouth a little bit uh and then they walk away and you're still kind of like stuck in the gaze i do have a story i think it was in middle school i was dating a girl from my church and uh we kind of hit it off it was one of those uh, scenarios where actually like she walked into the room for youth group one night and then I was just like, you know what, I'm going to date that girl. I said this to myself, you know, I was trying to psych myself up, be very confident. And, you know, we started hanging out and we were both in theater together. But there was my buddy from before I had met this girl. And I'm sure stuff happened that I'm not recalling uh, exactly. But he stole her away from me. And, like, it was one of those things where I didn't forgive him for stealing her way and i think we kind of like hashed it out years later but i remember being so mad just like seething i don't think i ever destroyed anything of his before they started dating i i did shoot him in the foot with a bb gun excuse me
1: (laughs) (laughs) first point of clarification here because i know some listener is going to write this in a comment or is going to say it on tiktok (laughs) it wasn't theft Scott didn't own her. That's not how this works. No, we were in it, middle school. It was just there. like, I didn't even... It's a turn of phrase, okay? Yeah. I never thought anybody
0: belonged to me. I was Catholic at the time, so I was like, if, if this is real, let's get married right
1: now. <laughs> you know, let's make them babies. <laughs> I'm 13, my nuts dropped. I want kids. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely had this happen to me on multiple occasions. And I think what it continues to tell me is how much the how nice it is for the <laughs> symmetrical people in the world <laughs> and i'm the problem yeah you're a nice guy
0: dude you're you're a nice guy
1: i don't want to be associated with that subreddit <laughs> get, get get that shit out of here
0: well speaking of guys some who are probably nice uh, and most of who are pretty awesome this week in world news 80,000 people have returned to ukraine from abroad most of them men to join in the fighting and the defense of their country
1: i think there's something very inspiring about people taking pride in where they live not in in a way where listen listen up you patriot (laughs) listening to this show i'm not talking about you i'm saying for people that have pride in something that is their country, is, is where they grew up, is, is what they believe in, and they're taking a stance against tyranny that is trying to take what is theirs. It's amazing. I have heard some incredible stories this week about things that the Ukrainian people have done in their country to try and try to confuse the, the Russian military. They're taking down road signs, They're painting Mm -hmm. over them or covering them so people don't know really where they're going. Uh, Apparently, by the way, the technology that the uh, Russian military has is really outdated. So they're on paper maps.
0: Isn't it? It's just crazy to think how unprepared and what a fucking shit show this all is uh, on so many different levels. Yeah. So it turns out in the first five days of fighting... That compatriots started returning to their homeland because the president said, like, everybody, everybody is all in this to literally fight, you know, street to street if they have to, to defend the homeland. Because it's, it's literally a takeover by an oppressive force. And these were people that were, you know, on job assignments, people that had just moved to another country to live. And, you know, I've seen other people too, like people from... The United Kingdom, other countries, they're conscripting themselves to fight for Ukraine. So it's been pretty crazy to think about, like, one day you were probably just at your job doing whatever. Stocking shelves, (laughs) selling cars, running an IT database, and then the next day you get a call from a friend. Yeah, you get a call and, uh, hey, we need you to run this surface-to-air missile battery and try and take down, uh, you know, Russian helicopters.
1: Have you been one to sensationalize or follow military shows or documentaries throughout your childhood and now early adulthood?
0: I watched Band of Brothers and uh, Saving Private Ryan.
1: I know growing up, my grandpa, either one of them, I could go into the living room if we were over for the holidays and there was always some sort of World War II. Here's the things that we did and here's what happened and people giving their take on... On that, I always thought to myself, like, man, this is so boring. Why would anybody be interested in this? And I never really got to the point where I said, I want to pay attention. Oh, 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 uh,
0: I think I know what you mean. I think the education system that I grew up in did a really good job at idolizing the the heroes of war. And since we were back-to-back World War (laughs) champs here, it was always something that was glorified and made to look like it was a great thing even though in they the subtext that, it was uh,
1: post-season Vietnam
0: yeah yeah uh, but the subtext was always the horrors and the atrocities mm-hmm. and always overshadowed by yeah but at least we won and, and we don't talk about Vietnam and <laughs> uh, Korea and all those other things that kind of came after those those were skirmishes those weren't real wars you know we won the the real ones and this is not to bash the military in any way shape or form it's just we're In the 20, what, 21st, 22nd? What are we in? What century are we in? 21st? I don't know. know. We got 4K uh, video of war now. We can see in slow motion bombs and missiles hitting their targets, exploding in dramatic fashion.
1: In as close to real time as you could imagine.
0: Yeah. And it's never been this way before. So, an entire generation of people that grew up learning what the quote unquote glory of war was like in textbooks Mm -hmm. and the imagination is now being brought into our living rooms into our pockets and hopefully we're learning like okay well it's not as great as we were told
1: there's something that's really interesting and i think it's going to be a defining or a turning point for how future wars play out in that regular ordinary citizens non-military folk generally the ones with money actually have a pretty profound impact on how conflict can can play out the best example i have here is elon musk there was um uh you yeah skinnier me wealthier (laughs) me just give me some okay somebody within like the the ukraine government tweeted and said russia has taken down our internet meanwhile we should be able something to the effect of like hey, Elon Musk, where are you with Starlink? And he said, oh, it's on its way. And then he started shipping in access points so that the Ukrainian people would have internet access without the control of a tyrannical government. Yeah, I think it was up in like two days to after
0: that tweet. It's insane. It was awesome uh, for him to do that. And we didn't hear about anybody else doing it. I don't know if anybody else was able to uh, put in any sort of infrastructure on the ground level, but... He's the only one that has this global satellite internet network that can help in this situation.
1: You have individuals that are monitoring radio frequencies, using incredible technology, things that didn't exist in any of the other wars that now they're able to monitor different frequencies, like the ones that Russia is trying to hide themselves within, and then insert noise, insert Something where if you put it out on a graph, you'd see like a photo of a taco or terrible or, yeah, music. yeah,
0: face memes. There's uh, Anonymous, you know, they jumped in and started hacking all of the, the Russian government sites. It's incredible.
1: As we record, it's the 7th of March. It's great to hear these stories, but I don't think it... Only time will tell on if it has an actual impact on the outcome. But, Scott, we've gone through incredible things we've gone through terrible things i genuinely didn't think in my life that i would experience war as close to home as this which is me being naive anyways but back when i was a kid in school did you ever have to sign a parent's signature to get to get something i mean did i have to sign my parents signature yeah did you ever have to give them a permission slip and be like hey can you sign this for me
0: oh 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 uh, yeah, of course. Of course. I went to the Dodge Nature Center or Skateville, you know. do you, you ever sign your dad's signature? Yes. Do you know what it was for? What was it for? Ooh, tell me about it. Sex ed video. <laughs> <laughs> Sixth grade rolled around. And we had to take the permission slip home to get permission to watch, you know, how babies are made. And I was like, well, I don't, I've never had the birds and bees talk with my parents. So I'm just going to go ahead and write their name on that and give myself permission.
1: Uh, Yep. I I have a story for you, but Jake said on the subreddit, white people, Twitter, I remember the first time I asked my dad to sign something for me in high school. He shook his head and said, if I sign this, you're going to have to learn how to forge my signature. But if you sign it from the start, you'll be able to sign whatever you want. And they'll never know. <laughs> that's oh. a power move. I mean, that's a good thats a
0: good dad right there. Maybe. Also, a, a dad who doesn't care about all this bureaucracy
1: that the uh, government's forcing down our kids' throats. Hockey in Minnesota is a really big deal. The Minnesota little, State High School Hockey bit. Tournament is a big deal. They make t-shirts every year. Were you one that... Would leave school to go to the XL Energy Center to watch these games. One hundred percent, absolutely not. You didn't want you didn't want a day where you could just <laughs> leave school in like early spring and just get out, but pretend like you're at school.
0: Truth be told, I had too many extracurricular activities that I was already involved in, and uh, not that many friends on the hockey team. He was trying to keep that
1: girl from church camp. <laughs> <laughs> So let me let me just tell you how this works. For those of you, we have plenty of listeners that don't live in Minnesota. It's like if you live in Texas and you like football, you like state high school football and everybody gathers to go to these things and it fills stadiums. That's what the hockey tournament is in Minnesota. Now, you can get a permission slip from a parent signed so that you can just have a release from school and go there, take your own car. And we would do that. We would just sign our parents' signatures, and we would just go to the game all week long. Wait,
0: even if your school, Two Rivers High School, was not involved? I went to Two Rivers
1: High School. We were never involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We, <laughs> we never qualified to go to state in, in hockey. So we would oh, just go, ugh. and we would be in the crowd, and we, were, we would always be the ones to say, like, fuck private schools and do our little chants. No, oh, you you were the baddies. Okay. Yeah, we're so badass.
0: <laughs> Us Mendota Heights people. Well, speaking of forgeries, uh, this week in technology, Reddit has quarantined the subreddit r slash Russia due to misinformation as the internationally condemned Russian invasion of Ukraine continues. So r slash Russia politics has also been quarantined just days after it was created in order to host invasion related discussions. Quarantine subreddits. For those who don't know, don't show up in searches, recommendation, or feeds in which a user hasn't specifically included, such as r slash popular, or all. Further, anyone who finds their way into a quarantine community is shown a warning regarding the content which they must acknowledge in order to access it.
1: I think this poses a really interesting question that I don't think us two idiots have the answer for, but I do want your take on this. Well, I mean, let's give it the old college try. (laughs) Slept through a lot of classes here, Scott. Let's (laughs) (laughs) how much of the restrictions imposed on this conflict, mainly with Russia. Do you think are justified in being imposed on the people versus the government, the oligarchs, the, people in power
0: yeah so through some quick googling these past couple of weeks I found out that 500 people in all of Russia have 99% of the wealth I've seen a lot of calls for the American billionaires to be called oligarchs but it's more like the top 1% in America has like 27% of the wealth so it's it's not as vast but it's getting there so it's still not be great. On the lookout. be on the lookout uncle Elon and from this side of the aisle from across the sea know kind of who's at fault it's one person really who is calling the shots over there and from the sounds of it and other reports that i've read i mean half of the people in power quote-unquote power is money didn't even know this was going to happen like or had heard otherwise like it specifically was not going to happen so that's where we should lay the blame I've seen some protests. I've seen people being arrested. I've seen kids being arrested, crazy enough. And it seems like the rational thinkers do not want war. And the people who might have been irrational have seen 50% of their economy erased. The, the currency is worth almost nothing. They are running out of food and other... They're panic buying like it's the pandemic again. Yeah, Ikea I shut you, down, uh, so
1: people went yeah. in droves to Ikea to be able to purchase things that they probably didn't need. Yeah, if you saw the video, it
0: looked like an Ikea on a Thursday. You know, because yeah. they're
1: always busy. Why is that? Two employees working the desk or
0: working work the checkout. <laughs> Once again, we're idiots. Please... Forgive us for just, you know, not knowing things. There's bound to be people in some level of the government who are absolutely against this incursion, against the war, probably against the people, you know, their bosses. I'm sure anti-work exists in Russia, too. But you've seen what people have done to opposition leaders over there. They've got to be afraid for their lives every single day. They're just... The only reason they do things is because a possibility, if they don't, is death.
1: I want to give you and I a little bit of credit here because I think we call ourselves idiots quite often. But if the past presidency taught us anything, you can be an idiot and still have all the power. I mean, if it taught us anything, it's that we could be president one day. <laughs> yeah, we're overqualified now. <laughs> I think I think we give too much, I, genuinely, I think we give too much credit To these people that are in power that likely are there because of who they knew, the family they grew up in, the education that they got, because we call it generational wealth, but it's generational wealth. They are put in power because of that. And I genuinely don't think that they're smarter. They might be more specialized in a few things and have the ability to surround themselves with people that are specialized in other little things. But does that make them innately better at making decisions? When it comes to things they've never done before, just imagine that I would say, no, it doesn't. And I think too often we say, oh, that's a, a government institution. That's a political power. They have answers, whether you agree with them or not. And I just don't think that that's the case. I think much of the time they're probably making it up as they go saying this feels like the right thing to do. Are there people out there that can write the art of war and know exactly how things play out and go through these incredible things or create tools to be able to make an enigma machine? Absolutely. I'm not discrediting some of the wisest people that have existed, but I'm saying that's more rare than we probably think it is. Yeah, I, I mean, it just kind of points out that the people that
0: probably should be in power aren't most of the time. And uh, yeah, the people who are in power usually are just smart enough
1: to stay there. And if you somehow disagree with the things that Scott and I just said, before we get into our upvotes and downvotes of the week, just go watch the movie. Don't look up. Come back. <laughs> and if you don't get it, turn the show off. We're not for you. Do
0: that. But for those that do love us, we've got some upvotes and downvotes for you. My first downvote, which is not Reddit-related, is to all the people who think we have fake laughs. Oh, you fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You caught
1: us. (laughs) Obviously, obviously.
0: (laughs) Uh, The people that uh, come onto our social medias and, like, the only comment you give is, Fake laugh, bro. You have no value in that society, and I suggest you delete the app and go outside. Get some vitamin D or regular D. You know, you just need something that isn't what you're doing right now.
1: If you don't have anything nice to say, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And that's called a real laugh. You bucket of. (laughs) Sometimes, Scott, we just have it's hard to know what to say to people. (laughs) So let me put you in this situation. This is my upvote of the week. Okay. It's from the subreddit me IRL. And I've been alive for 20 years and I still haven't found the right thing to say when someone knocks on the door to the bathroom and I'm in it. <laughs> I read this one and the responses are quite good. The correct answer is always come on in. <laughs> My favorite comment though in the in the thread, and I think you already
0: know. Hopefully you know. is the one where somebody knocked... And he didn't respond and they kept on knocking. So he said, i I reached down deep inside and in my most demonic voice said, do you want
1: to come join me? <laughs> and he said the guy ran out of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm giggling because I read one that just said, don't say anything and slowly unlock the door. Oh. <sighs>
0: Did I ever tell you my uh, awkward poop story? Go on. I was at work. I was in the stall and I heard the door open and somebody came inside and I was in a a small office bathroom. And so there was a urinal and a stall. And so I had just sat down there, you know, doing my thing. Pooping. And uh, the person is, is not moving. Like you can tell there's just... No movement. Doors closed. It's just silent. I can kind of hear him breathing. Well, after about fifteen seconds, I hear him say, "You're gonna be in there for a while." To which I replied, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> I don't. Know.
1: What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and it and then he just lets out the most exasperated sigh I've ever heard. Like, <sighs> <sighs> and so. A couple more seconds go by. Then I start to hear him undoing his belt and unzipping his trousers. And then a little bit of a rustling. Help me. Help. Of plastic. And the only thing I could think of is like, okay, there's a trash can. And then, oh no. The next thing I hear is a rocket shit out of this dude's (laughs) ass. (laughs) Into the waste bin for, you know, for paper towels. Zips his pants back up, does the belt washes his hands and leaves now i still haven't finished my business at this point and my imagination is running wild i'm just thinking like what have he missed or is there just gonna be shit everywhere everywhere (laughs) now do my deed and uh I slowly, you know, unlock the door and open it up with a little bit of a creak and I don't see anything. It's actually immaculately clean, but I go to the sink and I start washing my hands. And as I'm washing my hands, I kind of lean over to the left and look into the trash can no. and sure as shit, <laughs> just plastered the whole <laughs> bottom of that
1: thick. Oh, man. It was uh, <laughs> no. He Jackson Pollock that trash can. <laughs> yeah.
0: My downvote of the week. My real downvote. Oh, thank God is actually downvote. from Life Pro Tips. Oh, uh-huh. that is uh, make it a rule for yourself to never insult how another person finds or expresses joy.
1: How did this for a example downvote? their
0: hobbies and their smile. It's incredibly sad when somebody covers their mouth or face in the middle of a joyous moment because they were always told that the gap in their teeth looks weird or they have that overbite. In addition, seeing people never share anything about what makes them happy because maybe their parents or peers always tell them that the hobby or painting or collection, uh, collection of action figures is lame and childish. This is the one time that you should just keep your mouth shut. Now, of course, if it's illegal,
1: call the police. Yeah, you know caveat. Like eating humans. Has not that over, kind uh, of heading. What? Looking at you, Max. Speaking of our bodies, my downvote of the week is from oh, the wonderful, the infamous, anti-work. Daryl writes and says, Really makes no fucking sense how taking a picture of yourself without clothes on is quote, selling your body, but destroying your back permanently at a warehouse in service of investors and shareholders while you get paid minimum wage isn't.
0: Preach it, Daryl. And uh, more power to all our swerker friends out there.
1: Yeah, Daryl, I'll support you if you want to open up one of them shmoly fans and show off that shmoly meat. Shmeet. Shman muffin. And my final upvote of the week is from black people Twitter
0: called a little humanity in these mad times. So I forgot to change my address on my Chipotle app, and I told the driver to keep it because the old address is back in Iowa. I was dead ass mad at first, but after reading this, I'm very happy it happened, and it's a screenshot of his text. The driver says, I'm here with your order. And I replied, take it bro, enjoy the lunch. I forgot to change my address. I'm actually in Maryland now. And the dude replied, okay, thanks. And then a little bit later, replied again saying hey i just want to thank you again it's my brother's birthday today and He's laid to rest, not actually very far from where I had to make this delivery. So I'm having lunch with him today because of you. You have no idea how much that means to me, and I truly appreciate it.
1: I think that's a really beautiful way to end this episode. Go hug a loved one, do something nice for another person. And with that,
0: thank you so much for hanging out
1: with us this week. Find more of us on our socials, and remember
0: no matter what you're into, whether it's entitled parents, furnace party, old photos in real life, or Absolute Units.